2: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And
0: my name is Ashton. We're all back in the We're same back. room. Hello. Yeah. How are you feeling,
2: Peter? Feeling much better, thank you. Good. Glad to hear it. How are you feeling, Ashton?
0: Sleepy. Oh,
2: sleepy. It's a Thursday. It's a busy day at uh, work today. Yeah. So you'll be unconscious, Ben, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: I'm going to get home and I'm just going to pass out. Yes. Nice. Can't wait.
2: How, How are you I'm feeling? I'm feeling, I'm doing all right. Thank you for us. Thank you so much for asking. That's all right. I'm prompted too. That's mm. really good of you. Uh, each and every week on this very real video game podcast. We're, well, actually, it is a real I promise the podcast part is real. Podcast. We're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. Do not see Dead Island to The Spider today. He needs uh, to get his act together
3: because the game is out now. The game is yeah, out. We're is covering out. it today in He's a review corner. Representing.
2: So you would have thought, did you, did you get to have a chance to, what are you looking at over there? I thought
0: there was a spider in the very corner by the door, but I can't tell if it's a spider oh, or not. Yeah,
2: it. it's a bit of, there's, there's something
0: there. there.
2: I think it's just mismatched painting, Damn. perhaps. Um, but, you know, you do share a house with Dead Island 2, the spider. Yeah. So not only have, have you played Dead Island 2, yeah. did you get a chance to talk to the, the spider? Itself? I haven't,
0: no. I think maybe he was being a bit shy, because obviously, like, you know when you've made something and you give it to me like if you don't like it like you don't have to yeah. you, you don't, don't, have, ha- to eat you don't it. have to eat it yeah that like, maybe that's what's happening so uh,
2: poor guy well either way we will definitely be talking about dead island 2 later on yeah. however peter i believe you have an ad read for a very real video game adjacent sponsor that helps us keep the lights on here Do yeah i that? have
3: um you know that guy off of the horror movie who has a chainsaw for a hand yes yeah um Is he
0: a off for a hand yeah what horror movie
3: is that? Mr. Evil dead. Mr. in the Evil in the Evil Dead. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, he has a chainsaw hand. Uh, it's useful to have a chainsaw hand if you're living out in the wilderness. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. mm. uh, trees get in your way. Mm. Rocks. You yes. could probably chainsaw a rock. I think I you think. could. Yeah. yeah you know, if yeah, you had a, you had a good one. Um, and they're doing a game all about that now. So you know, he's up there in some sort of rocky alpine area.
4: Right.
3: Um, and he's he's there. Chopping stuff up, surviving. Mm. Coming now, came out this week, Campbell, the Mountain King. Excellent. Oh. That's good. That's
0: not where I thought it was going. Oh, right. Where did you think it was Well, going? he mentioned the word surviving, mm. and I thought we were getting a... It was going to be something to do with Jedi Survivor.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, that's but out this week as well. It is out no, this week.
0: it was Campbell... The Mountain King, yeah,
3: because of Bramble, the Mountain King, which we'll talk, I'll talk about today in uh, review corner. So I'm many review it. corners today. There's a lot of review. So corners it, today.
0: it is real or not real?
3: Um, it, it's not real. The one with Bruce Campbell is oh, not real. Oh, wow. sorry. Damn. That would be it. a good game as well. Remember oh. when we played that worst game ever with? Did I do. It actually
2: star Bruce Campbell. I think it did. It did, yeah. yeah. And you you had a Bruce Campbell quip button. Yeah, where yeah. you he, just say groovy and things mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I played the demo for Bramble, the Mountain King, and uh, I did think the entire time. There's not enough Bruce Campbell. Mm. Yeah, not enough
3: chainsaws.
0: Uh, Nightmare.
2: Well, that's a missed opportunity. Unfortunately, no, we're not sponsored by Campbell, the Mountain King. We are sponsored, however, by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as $1 per month, you could submit questions to this podcast. There's loads of other tiers available as well. And uh, you should go check it out if you can. We appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Peter, question. Got a question from Blake
3: Thomas, who says... Talk about a bad hair day, no. or a good one, if you'd rather. It says, "Well, don't know." Uh, from Leon <laughs> Kennedy's edgy fake uh, face curtains—sorry, not fake—from Le- Leon Kennedy's edgy face curtains to Queen Sindel's murderous locks. Uh, what are some of your most memorable hairdos of ha- hairdos and don'ts of, ga- uh, of gaming? <laughs>
2: Wow, I really struggle. I'm getting back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've
0: been you off had for had a week weeks. off, they had COVID. It's all right. I, it I your mean, I said there there was your fault. Nobody a... even noticed. There's an
2: apostrophe in the wrong place in don'ts. That's true. So that's probably what messed you oh up Oh my God, yeah.
0: I was looking at that and I was like, the apostrophe is not in the right place, but also I don't know where to put it because would there be two apostrophes in don'ts because don't has an apostrophe. No. <laughs> well, don't no, has they're... an apostrophe. No.
2: Yeah, it, it does. It yeah. do.
0: So where's the apostrophe going if it's not there? Please tell me because that is really... That's been bothering me all morning. It sort of is
3: in the right place, but also not. Mm. It's strange.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking. But, I mean, let's not right even place. put it
2: down to the question writing because I... <laughs> We're even... not even going to disclose where it is. We're let everyone else <laughs> it's
0: between about... the N and the T, but there's an well, S in the would end. be,
3: but there's
2: an yeah.
0: S. And what do you mean it's in the wrong place?
2: It's because the S is throwing it throwing it all <laughs> off. It looks wrong, but it's not. Yeah. Don't. But I also said
3: gaving, which is ga- for the word <laughs> gaming, which is a word I say multiple times a day in this job. So there's no <laughs> Use. no gaving gaving right okay is what i stumbled on at the, the point end is
2: we're all completely on the ball <laughs> yeah and we know
3: we know where apostrophes be yeah right my favorite hairdo in gaming gaving is kratos so there you go that's my answer no it's, it's not great answer. i'm only joking it's got a great beard yeah no like it's just like his head it's painted instead of hairy um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: do you uh, think he could grow some stubble or does he shave it Maybe I think
3: he's got, there's too much testosterone in, in him to not grow hair. Or right. does testosterone actually make,
2: is that more it's, associated is, with baldness? It, yeah, mm. it is. It is bald. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Maybe testosterone is So maybe he shaved his head oh, right.
0: the first few times, but now he doesn't have to anymore. Maybe.
2: Mm. Maybe he lasered it. Yeah. <laughs> he went to a special clinic. Yeah. And his hair lasered off.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's not my real answer. Uh, mm. If I'd not been prompted by Blake Thomas, I would have also said Leon Kennedy. He's got wonderful hair. He He's does. a very sexy man. Yeah. Um, but to also give an answer that is not given in the question. I quite like Paul Phoenix's ridiculous hair. Yeah. That is just a pillar of hair and then flat on the top. Mm. Um, in Tekken 4, it, he wore it long because he had a bit of a, um, like a crisis. What is it? Like a personality issue. I do know it wasn't like a midlife crisis is but he okay like, he, yeah he's okay but he sort of <laughs> turned into like this this sort of rock star character where he was oh, like right. i'm cool now and then like the, his ending when you complete arcade mode with him oh
2: no wait i'm not cool actually. yeah he like yeah. he
3: looks in the he's wearing these like silly like tinted shades mm. and he gets onto his motorbike yeah and he looks in his mirror and sees him and he takes them off throws them in the floor and goes not my style. Oh, and then, like, drives cool. away That's on his style. motorbike. But
2: think how much money he was saving on hair gel. Though.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It right. is ridiculous. What do you have to do to keep your hair up like that? Apparently, Super glue, right? Like, the well, pu-
2: like punks off of the 80s. Yeah, probably.
3: Um, but his hair is has changed again in Tekken 8, it? seemingly. I imagine you'll still have the option for the tall hair, mm. um, either as a, an additional cosmetic item or just an alternative costume. Right. Sometimes right. if you select characters with a different button, you get alternate costumes. But, okay. um,
0: Isn't it a bit flatter now? There's one that's kind of got like a bowl situation and it's flat on the top.
3: Oh yeah, that's someone else. That's from a different fighting game. There is someone whose hair... Is a bit like Paul's, but it goes out and then very flat. Yeah, I'm not sure who that is. Oh, that's no. a that's a Street Fighter, isn't it? Is it a Street Fighter? That's yeah. um
2: that's uh that's um that they know they're yeah, yelling, that, yes, they they're that yelling one. it. Uh, it's that guy that um, flat top Jean Claude Van Damme played. i Google. Oh right, in in the movie I think, but I he didn't look name. anything like him apart from the the he because he has the oh, hello he has the U S flag tattoo on his arm, doesn't he? Does he? The
1: I think he did, or I think he Jean-Claude does. Well, he did in the movie, but <laughs> right. he didn't
2: have the hair. Is, okay. what I'm, is what I mean.
0: What's he called? <coughs> he's called... There he is, Guile. 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 Yeah, that's who I was You know,
3: thinking. that Guile. <laughs> yes. Um, Paul Phoenix, he's got <laughs> interesting hair. I mean, it's kind of stupid, really, but, you know, I guess it's just because I like the character. Ashton, yep. what are your favourite hairdos and, do- of game? <laughs> <laughs> and donuts of games?
0: And Um Delicious. I really like Eris' hair. It looks pretty and soft. Mm-hmm. And I would like my hair to look like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think for a man, uh, Handsome Jack has great hair. It does Obviously, yeah, he's very it does. handsome. Nice streak. But the, the white streak, you mm-hmm. know, it's pretty, pretty mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. But don't I have a very strong opinion about something. Okay. Um, firstly, Jackie from Cyberpunk terrible hair i know that it's like meant to be like futuristic different oh, right, yeah. but yeah. he's got like a little like bit at the front then it's like sh- the kind of shaped, then it's pulled hair. back then it's in a little bun it's ridiculous mm-hmm. it's silly but the hair i hate the most in gaming was uh the hair that they gave cloud uh in final fantasy 7 after he becomes a girl briefly
2: oh really yeah right i
0: hate that hair i was like oh my god it's in a dress i was like what
2: it's just his hair with extensions.
0: Yeah, they've like put but not like long hair. They've just kind of like put some clip in plaits in mm. and they just kind of stick out underneath. And it looks terrible. And when they were, I was like, oh my God, they're turning him into a girl. And then in the big reveal, I was really disappointed because I was like, that hair looks terrible. And there's no way that Don Corneo would have picked that him with that <laughs> hair. Sorry. So he might have. Yeah, you don't know that for sure. <sighs> And he did. I wouldn't have picked him. Okay.
3: I forgot to say my don't, which is the yeah. the sort of monk hair from which Dark Souls is it? The one? Any of them. Any of them. <laughs> yeah. Is it always available? Yeah. It's absolutely sinful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ironically.
2: Yeah. you go to prison for that. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> uh, I hate that hair on, on cloud. Mm-hmm. I've not thought of
2: any bad ones. I'm I'm desperately racking my brains because I think the Final Fantasy series is, is full of iconic hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's... There's also, I feel like, some pretty bad ones in there too. Um, but I can't, like, none are springing to mind right now. The entire Final Fantasy Seven roster, I feel, has, just from a, a hair standpoint, is is pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. You could just have minimalist, I feel like you could yeah. get a, an art print of minimalist art where it's just the hairstyles of each character and you yeah. would know exactly who each one is. So uh, from in in line with that, Cloud Strife, pretty, pretty great hair, I think. How does he do it? The individual peaks. How does it... How, what how does what it kind of technology mm. is there at that point in time? Sephiroth as well. That's Luscious un- locks. That's unwieldy hair. It goes down to his the back of his knees. Mm. Uh, how are you going to be a sword fighting master when your hair's going swish, swish all over the place? Um, I, I, it sounds like I'm criticizing it, but actually I just think it's incredible mm-hmm. mm. that the man's able to use, use his hair like that. Um, Lady Hellbender. From the Guardians of the Galaxy video game. The sort of red plait, mm. the the really long red plait. I think it's a powerful look. Mm-hmm. Goes well with her muscular physique and her armor and her big axe. Yep. And I think that looks that's a good hair. Additionally, Nathan Drake. Good, ha- good, good quiff. hair Good quiff Does on Nathan good hair. Drake. Mm-hmm. Even into his 40s, I assume, yeah. in Uncharted 4, still got good hair, good hairline on that boy. Perhaps a bad hairline. I can name off the top of my head his brother Sam. Not such good yeah, hair. Yeah, not actually that good. Quite hair. receding hairline and quite a like, lot. Maybe just maybe he should go for the Kratos look. Mm-hmm. Visit that clinic Get and that we talked yeah. about. Um, so there's there's some do's and some don'ts.
3: I I played a video game on the PS2 that was called Demon Stone not demon souls not there's a lot of demon games out it there it was a forgotten realms game which is part of the like d kind of one of the worlds of DD, i think and um it was in the the era where uh they they come up they had the technology to do hair that like moves with physics and stuff right. in cutscenes and things and so they just embedded all this hair in this fighter's head this guy with a big sword and in one of the cutscenes uh he's like looking around like watching these baddies And he swings his head and looks at the other people and he goes, I thought this outpost was abandoned. And his hair goes (laughs) through his face as he turns and then just flops out again. And they were like, you know what? We're going to leave that in because at least it moves. Yeah. (laughs) That's true.
2: Um, but it happens a lot in Horizon as well yeah his animated hair goes through a lot of clothing
0: yeah mm-hmm. normally it's just clothing which I can kind of forgive because obviously you're giving her different armors and stuff yeah, but it doesn't tend to go like through her face mm. but sometimes it does feel like it's just moving on its own I mean it's she's got very good hair and it's a very like, impressive thing that they do with her hair but sometimes it is unwieldy and it just mm. goes all over the place I've mm. just
3: never forgotten that moment the guy's entire <laughs> mop of hair goes through his face and they're like yes Perfect. take it to the bank everyone
0: yeah, I think awesome. the hair on um, WWE 2K whatever, mm-hmm. the like the long hair that they put on my uh, person wrestler wrestler. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> this year and last year, uh-huh. I just think it looks bad. Yeah, they are like, sort of they're like strands. ribbons. Of yeah, they hair, are, ribbons, and they like yeah. move as one. And it, I just don't like the way it looks.
2: You should have seen in uh, WWE which one? What it would have been 2K18. No, yeah, that we played when videos, or maybe 2K19, mm. that came out towards the end of the year. would it may well have been, yeah, one well been 19. Uh, they're one of those earlier 2K games when they had, if you had a a six-woman match, mm. the frame rate would just <laughs> drop out of yeah. the game entirely yeah. because it's trying to animate all this hair. Yeah. The fact they've now got stable hair is is impressive, but you are right in that anything that isn't, Anything that you choose a preset from when you're customizing, bless you. Bless you. you. Uh, it does look like sort of streaks of ribbon or yeah. bacon.
0: It does uh, look like bacon. Mm-hmm. That is true. So that happened in
2: meat. the Tekken 2. All this hair is
1: coming
3: out. I <laughs> yeah. think the Tekken 2 opening cutscene, Nina Williams uh, just had... All of these threads of hair, like individual, about a centimeter apart, and they all moved in exactly the same way. So she would swing, and they would follow the exact same S-shaped curve, all right. parallel to each other. And yeah, it's very bizarre. Not great. Mm. Yeah, but it was the early days.
2: Good hair physics, uh, Resi for remake. Yeah, because you can go into the perform. You okay? Yeah, I'm eyes getting- watering. I'm gonna sneeze again. Okay. okay. Eyes, uh, I was gonna say eyes watering. Again. Uh, you can go into this the, the performance settings, and there's a slider that's like just focused on Leon's scalp, mm-hmm. and it just makes it glossier. Yeah, <laughs> and it's I think because it's basically the same version that you can get on PC. It's a slider that's sort of redundant on. On console, because you can just max out and the game will run at sixty frames if you put it in performance mode. Mm. Uh, but there is a slider for glossiness and chicness of uh, or sleekness of uh, Leon's hair, which I think all games should have yeah. a hair slider, <laughs> so you can go from block to ribbon to Leon. Mm. Mm. That's the that's the scale. Yeah. Well, it's time to move on. To a section that we've never done before. Glad you're back, Peter, so that we can all do it in the same room. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, Ashton, I can't actually... There's an apostrophe in a weird place. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, of course.
0: Um, it's what we play in. Mm.
2: It's what we play in time. Time to talk about the games, what well, we have been playing. Peter Austin, Yeah. what have we been playing? I've been trying to remember how far what I told you about
3: my Resident Evil progress mm. last time. I've finished the game. Okay. Uh, and I don't think I. that's... What no, I told you'd you that
0: got time. to a point where you'd accidentally got oh, to the, the next thing behind. and you'd yeah. left a treasure behind. I
3: finished it very soon after that podcast, actually. Like the next day or two, I did just sit down and finish it in about two more sessions because it is very addictive. And once I had lost that treasure, it meant I was slightly less bothered about going into every nook and cranny because I was like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm less than 100% treasures, so What's the flip it. What's the point? Mm. I did still get most of them, but uh, yeah, I was a little bit less bothered about it. I completed every secondary objective, though, which was good. Um, did you do any of the... Um, uh, I can't remember how they word it, like serious threat or dangerous threat ones, where if you... Uh, oh, like there's a it's pin- like a bounty for like there's a, a wolf in this area. Yeah. look,
2: I went back and looked for that wolf, and I couldn't find it.
3: I struggled to find the wolf at first, and it's because it. You go to the area where it tells you, mm. and then it very briefly appears on the other side of a gate, which is back probably the way you've come in. That how to get there? Okay. And then you have to go through that gate and follow it to like two other points before it then appears to fight you. Okay. Um,
2: so sounds, like it sounds a bit Dark Souls quest to me. Right,
3: yeah. So you track... <laughs> I mean, it's not far, but you, yeah, you track the wolf. But there's, um, uh, there are some real spooky ones. There's like oh. a special... There's a golden knight in the area where you fight all the knights with Ashley.
2: I think I did take him at about, about end of six and a half feet tall. Going back through and killing all of those guys. They're, yeah. they're,
3: that's a spooky area, isn't that's it? That's pretty spooky. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, even a special version of the regenerators, you know the don't the, those. The breathy ones yeah um, it's a really creepy uh, way that they like post the objective as well like you pick up the piece of paper and it says will someone please put that that restless corpse out of its misery There's I think I did do that one actually yeah, yeah I
2: did I did backtrack all the way down to, to go back into the spooky area to fight that and thing.
3: it's really fast and has about 10 bugs inside it it was it don't was like it. tough but yeah I really enjoyed that game a lot um and as you will now know by the time this podcast goes out i've decided not to continue streaming it solo we're going to stream it as a group partly because we like to stream horror games and that seems a good one to stream mm. and also because i don't want to sit and play that game all over again by myself not in a scared way but just because it's it's a bit rich you know mm. i feel like I've, I've had that much you've of had it. your full i have You're yeah full? So your
2: fill.
0: It, i haven't I've, had any
2: exactly so yeah. Matthews is going mashton Gonna kick some mashed and Yeah, didn't you yeah. Say. It's gonna kick some ath. Wow. Yes. That's new. <laughs> uh in, you're gonna get mashed. In yeah. res, in Resi 4. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: I thought if we divide it by three and do 66% each, then I'll yeah. be able to cope with it a bit better. Yeah. Um so <laughs> I finished that. And then since then I've also played the first maybe two hours of Bramble the Mountain King. Mm. We'll do a review corner on that in just a moment. But yeah, I've really enjoyed that. Oh good. Um a little bit spooky, but also at times really mm. like cute almost saccharine a bit sort of triny like I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute but yeah okay. very very nice um and uh that's all i've been playing i think so ashton
0: i played a few things this week um i played some minecraft legends which is the mm-hmm. new one that came out recently boring
3: oh <laughs>
0: boring right like it it's kind of wasn't what I thought it was going into it. Like what they'd shown was like really like fast paced and that like you can build up a little like kind of base and the piglins will come and try and attack you. But we were playing it in co-op and we were doing like the main story because we didn't want to play online against other people. And it's just kind of aimless. Like at the beginning, you kind of just meandering around from one village to the next village to the next village. And they're all like quite far away on the map. And then you've got all your little mates and then you can like unlock things to get more resources, to get more little men in your army. And I mean, it's fine, but we were just like, so indifferent and we stopped playing it. We were like, we're never coming back to this ever again. So let's just <laughs> uninstall it. But yeah, it's just a bit boring. Like it probably be fine for like a few hours if you've got like a kid with you for sure. But I just, yeah, not very interesting. And last night I finished Burning Shores which mm-hmm. is the Horizon DLC. I thought it was bloody great. Um the I I'd, I'd have to say though that I don't think as a DLC it's as strong as the first game's DLC. I think it's kind of lacking in a bit of substance. Um the boss fights are uh, relatively fun. The story of the actual DLC itself is pretty interesting. And the characters that you meet are really nice and pretty. And, um, (laughs) and I just felt that there wasn't really much going on. I think there was maybe like two side quests in the entire DLC that took like 10 minutes to do each one right at the beginning and one halfway through. And I thought, Oh, maybe once I've finished the story, there'll be more side quests, but there's not, there's none of that. Mm. Um, there's also, like, it's kind of, they kind of encourage you to explore on your own and find these collectibles, but they're not marked on the map. So whereas in the other in the rest of the game, there's a question mark, there'll be something there, these collectibles aren't marked anywhere. So there's, like, a thing called, like, a Delvers something or other, and they're all these, like, Osaram Delvers that have died in various places around the map, thanks to them, like, looking for this gold challah that they're looking for. Um but you kind of just stumble upon them. They're not marked on a map or anything. Like Ayla will just be like, there's something in that cliff over there. And I'm like, what cliff? Uh, we're surrounded by like loads of cliffs. So I'm like looking around trying to find what she's talking about, um, which I don't love given that kind of, it's a big vast open world where there's lots of like, ocean and also you're flying on a, a machine. Um but again visually stunning and they've really put a lot of effort into what it looks like and there's lots of kind of tidbits to Hollywood and Los Angeles where you are. Um so yeah, I really enjoyed the story of it. They have I think unfortunately really are going to have to rewrite the third game because of obviously Lance riddick's passing. Mm-hmm. Um because the end of the DLC Definitely sets up that, like, you and Silence are gonna go and do this thing that they've kind of figured out together, and he's gonna help you. And you're gonna, they kind of have a moment where they're like, we'll do it together. Like, you can't do this alone. Let's help each other out. And then I was like, oh oh, no. So I am, I'm not worried, but I, I feel bad for them in the sense that they're like going to have to figure out a way to respectfully remove silence from the story because no one's going to be able to recreate who silence was because Lance Riddick no. was just amazing.
2: Wasn't it his likeness as well? Yeah, exactly. It wow. looks just
0: like him. And I don't think... I just don't think that they would be disrespectful and using an AI to, like... Oh, yeah, put no. his voice together from all of the, the hours of voice lines that they've got from him. So I, I do think they're going to have to rewrite it, but I'm sure there'll be a way of doing that. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I enjoyed Burning Shores. I've still got to finish all of the bits and pieces to 100% it. And then um, then I'll probably have to find something else to play. Mm-hmm. But there's lots coming out, so I'm sure there'll be something. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty coming out. Yeah.
2: You also played Dead Island too. I
0: did, but I'll talk about that in a minute.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I've played a few things, but nothing too substantial because I've just sort of been killing time until Star Wars comes Mm -hmm. out Um, yesterday at the time of release. Mm -hmm. uh, We'll maybe be covering it in a review corner on on next week's podcast, but we didn't get uh, a copy in time, unfortunately, to, to discuss it. We might now, not get a copy at all. I we might not know. get a yeah. copy at all. No, who, who knows? It's uh, it's It can be an uphill battle sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I have played a little bit more Pokemon Gold, and I've been making my way through the Kanto region, and uh, all the Pokemon I've caught so far, I went through the laborious task of taking them out individually from the PC and... Uh, basically evolving all of them to complete their Pokedex entries as far as I could, apart from the ones that I had to trade to evolve. Uh, So I'm still uh, chipping away at that here and there. I played Mel Bits, which is nothing to do with uh, Mel B Off the Spice Girls. Mel B
0: It. Mel B It. Get
2: fit with Mel Bits. It (laughs) is a uh, Playlink game. A party game that oh, yeah. you control with your with your telephones and it's up to four players. And you it's sort of like lemmings in that you have you you have the male bits who are these little monsters mm. who sort of trudge aimlessly around this very colourful little puzzle world, mm. and each there's loads of different stages, and each player on their phone has a button to control something in the level, whether that's lowering a, right. a lift or raising a lift or rotating something or controlling a spring and there's a couple of different paths usually where you can get uh like treasures for extra completion Mm. uh but you i think you need to get over half of them out to succeed and it's pretty easy to just yeet them off the stage <laughs> and sometimes there are actual spooky enemies in there as well that you need to avoid or like certain players need to put up walls to so because they're all walking their path as well to right. separate them and so on so it i had quite a fun time with it but the people i was playing it with uh really struggled and <laughs> and it just sort of devolved into okay purple purple i'm gonna purple no uh there was also quite a bit of input delay on the phone, um, yeah. so you would press the button, and then slightly too late, it would actually react to what you'd done, which mm. uh, kind of ruined it a bit. But it seemed pretty fun. I'd be keen to give it another go with people who were, you know, good at it. Uh, <laughs> so maybe one day. Uh, I've also, I also want to thank uh, everyone for supporting April um, so vehemently. Oh, yeah. Very successful horse month on Twitch, um, and as a result, I did get most of the trophies in Bibi and Tina Adventures with Horses. Uh, and I finished that off yesterday mm. to get the rest of the trophies. And I thought you
0: did the other one, the My Little Pony one.
2: I did the My Little Pony one on stream. Mm. Oh, did you? So I managed to do that all I on see. in one go. But BB and Tina, it was a, it was a two, it was a mm. 2 part. And exclusive
3: news uh, coming next month, April. Yeah. <laughs> More.
2: More
0: April, of that.
3: more,
2: more, even more. I don't even know what would Maypril be. It's April, but with a May yeah, twist. No, it's, <laughs> yeah, no, nothing to do with horses. <laughs> no. Uh, and finally, I finished off Gears Five in co-op, and it was fine. It sort of shoehorned in an emotional, dramatic twist at the end that I felt it. It didn't. It felt kind of out of nowhere. A bit unearned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the fallout of it felt unearned because the because the the twist came from nothing Mm. and it was a bit unexpected and i wasn't a huge fan of that and it also puts them in a difficult position where they're going to have to choose a canonical uh path to proceed with without going into any kind of spoiler territory and so some people who played that game their their experience will not have been the correct one Mm. I, I'll put that extremely vaguely, um, and uh, it, it honestly it doesn't sound like they have. Uh, they're actually that far into making Gear Six at the moment. From from some like um, what am I trying to say? Cursory glances around mm. the internet, it seems they only maybe entered full production in the past few months. So Gear Six still seems like it's quite a way away. Even though Gears Five was f- four years ago at this point, I did enjoy it on the whole. I enjoyed it more than Gears Four. But it's not as good as the original trilogy. Yeah. I think the original trilogy is way better, and that seems to be a a, a, a bit of a, a a trend for Microsoft, Microsoft with their IP, yeah. with their big IP. The the, mm. the second Halo trilogy was nowhere near as good as the first trilogy made by different people, and it's like I don't people keep leaving, yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, yeah, it's it's tricky. I hope Gear Six is good. I'll play it regardless, but uh, I'm glad to be all caught up anyway. Mm. That's what I've been playing.
0: Wow. It's time now to head on over to Review Corner. Let's go. Hello, welcome to Review Corner. James, what Ashton. are you doing in Review Corner?
4: i will snuck on in here. Hello. I've. Uh, it's a weird corner, isn't it? It's nice.
0: Yes. Um. I I, I, we should say, actually, before we get started in this Uh-oh. Review Corner, that though we were not paid mm-hmm. to talk about this game, we were given this game by Nintendo. That's right. So it's not paid, but it is a hashtag ad thanks to the yes. new rules and stuff.
4: As per ASA guidelines, we have yes. to disclose that as yes. technically a hashtag ad.
0: Exactly. But we
4: didn't get paid. No. Ignore that briefcase of money. It's All right. fine. All right.
0: yeah. Uh- <laughs> um, James, you have been playing a game the last few days yeah over the weekend
4: yeah a, a fair amount over the weekend yes yeah.
0: yeah, what too bad. game is it
4: ah it's a game that's about 20 years old well it's two games actually mm-hmm. it's the um remake of advance wars one and two so it's advance wars one plus two reboot camp
0: catchy name ah, maybe it's
4: it's a brilliant pun and also a really awkward name all in one mm-hmm. it's, it's fantastic
0: yeah so you so see it's a tactical rpg
4: uh yeah well
0: um not not
4: so much like rpg i suppose but it's that sort of you know like the same mm. sort of vibe it's like a turn-based tactic sort of thing I
0: right guess. up your alley
4: yeah oh yeah yeah it's fantastic this game is probably the reason why i like those things because back okay. in the day i played a lot of advance wars 2 specifically mm-hmm. and um yeah it's i mean this game is fantastic in a it's such a faithful like um recreation of that and yeah. and you know the originals the first and the second games were classics in their own right and this absolutely hitting the markets it's so good in our respects
0: <laughs> so it really it does live up to that like nostalgic view that you had of the original game
4: yeah it's nice so um obviously if uh, if you're watching video version um you'll notice that yeah the visuals are a little bit different so they've gone with a different art style mm-hmm. uh it's kind of like uh not quite Chibi esque, but it's similar to how they did the um, the recent Zelda remake of uh, Link's Awakening, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's 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 got almost like a toy box sort of uh, aesthetic mm. feel to it.
0: It's very um, bright and colourful. From what yeah, I've seen, yeah,
4: that's it. It's it's very uh, it's a very whimsical take on uh, the grim subject of war, which mm. is kind of funny. And that sort of translates to the characters, you know, joking around and you know being mm. not serious about this and still sending people to their deaths. Yeah. You know? um you are still spot.
0: dying but you're doing it in a lovely colorful <laughs> cute manner
4: yeah so um so yeah so this game uh obviously out on the switch it being a nintendo product and all mm-hmm. um 49.99 uh apparently uh the retail prices um again thank you for nintendo for providing the code for that mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but yeah that's uh that's kind of important because uh well i'll get onto that in a little bit because i I'm not completely 100% praise on this, oh, surprisingly. No. And this hurts because I absolutely love these games.
0: Right. Um, Should we do the positives first? Let's do the positives.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, if, if you're not familiar, like I said, it's, it's sort of turn-based um, tactics sort of game. Um, you, you know, taking turns, you've got a nice grid, you've got various different units that you can um, recruit or you have from the start. Mm. Um, usually it's just, you know, beat the opposition by killing every, every unit. Or capturing their um opposition HQ and you have like uh, little infantry men that are used to capture cities and bases and stuff. Mm. Um that provides like your resources. It's quite a simple thing and it's um, you know, nowhere near as like complex as some other games in this sort of genre. Mm. Um, but that's what makes it so brilliant because yeah. everything has its own counter and it's yeah, just perfectly balanced. And with that, you also have, like, your uh, COs, your commanding officers, and they're all, like, kind of, you know, Nintendo-style, sort of quite wacky. They have their own, like, personalities and each have their own it's like a big one move. and
0: a girl one That's and right. a small one, <laughs> a skinny one. Yeah,
4: they have, like, young, uh, plucky newcomer, and then they have, like, old, wise veteran yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, and they all have different... So, like, um, you, you'll start off with... Uh, um, I should say like with, with Wars one, I think there's four factions um and then with Vance Wars two it introduces a fifth. Uh, <laughs> the yeah and 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 they all have like different things. So um, you might have like uh your bonus to um direct firepower units. you might have a bonus that's like uh better with air mm. units. you might have one which is like cheaper or more expensive units but they're also weaker and or like stronger. There are a lot of different uh, things there and it's really cool.
0: Is it like as tactical as say more modern tactical strategy games are because there was a lot of like you have to actually like really think about things but given Mm. the art style I would think it was easier but is it or is it honestly?
4: yeah so um that's one of the things that they have introduced and it's um to make it a little bit easier so you've got like a casual mode when you start the campaign at least you have like a casual mode and then a classic mode Mm. I I started with casual and I quickly uh, quickly switched over to uh, classics. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing now. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> mm. um, and uh, it's surprisingly more difficult than you might think. Oh, so, okay. you know, um, quite friendly exterior. And that's sort of matched if you go through casual. Mm. But then you've also, for for old veterans, um, going back to the games, you've got that classic difficulty there. Mm. And it, it is, it's not as uh, in-depth as, say, some intense games but mm. um you've you've got that simplicity but still a lot of um variety in your taxes oh, okay, so cool. it's, yeah it's it's a it's a perfect balance really because mm. like those those classic games got it absolutely nailed on um new features i should mention um mm. so they have added in uh, a few extra things other than, like, the visuals look nice. Um, they've added in, like, the main campaigns from one and two. It's got uh re-recorded soundtrack, apparently, and mm. uh, voiced, you know, some lines of voice, not all of them. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's um, that's kind of cool. So uh, a lot of, like, modern um, quality of life things that you might expect. So, like, online multiplayer is there. Mm. Uh, I've not tried that personally yet, but that looks interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you've got all the old classics as well. You've got, like, War Room where you can just... Um, you know, play any old map. You can just play a sort of uh, couch co-op sort of thing. Passing oh, okay. the controller back and forth. Cool. Uh, you've also got a few... So, like, map editor. I can't remember if there was in the previous games or not. Uh, but I believe that's potentially new. Mm-hmm. And you also have, like, a few extra little features where it's, like, you can fast forward. Or you can, like, reset your, your current turn if you really... Uh, fudge things up (laughs) uh, which is is possible yeah um but yeah that's that's those are some quite nice things but and i don't want to complain but i feel like i should because even though i love this game and you know nostalgia is a massive um factor in that Mm. it's 49.99 pounds Yeah, Um, you know, uh, converted to dollars or your local... um,
0: Currencies. (laughs) Currency of Mm -hmm. choice.
4: Um, And yet, for something that's claimed to have been like rebuilt from the ground up, they've not really included that much different in there. And that's, you know, that's a good thing because I'm not asking them to like, you know, reinvent the game because it was already good to Mm. begin with, you know, and that would take a lot of like tweaking and messing around with systems and whatnot. But there are like simple things that they could have included. So just one example I noted down was in uh, similar games like Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. um, you can, I think, hold down a button and you see all of the attack ranges of the enemy, which is kind of important. That's like a big part of the thing of like, okay, where can they attack me? I'm going to just sit right outside that yeah. and then hit them back. You can't do that with all of the enemy units. It's only like one at a time. So you just find it. you're going through and holding down B on this, this unit and that mm-hmm. unit. And, and yeah, there's that seems like such a simple thing that they could have included. And there are, you know, no doubt uh, a lot more sort of simple things. So like a one-button, like N-turn sort of thing, for example. Yeah, It feels like they have done, you know, a lot for the visuals and whatnot, mm. but they've also done a bare minimum in terms of like, yes, they've included online multiplayer.
0: Yeah.
4: And they've included some things that you expect them to do. But that's it. There's right. nothing where I've been like, oh, that's a really cool surprise. I didn't know that. And
0: they've kind of brought it into into yeah. the modern era, but they've not innovated on it at all.
4: No, basically that's basically it. They've done like a few innovations, and it just feels like. Uh, and this is a you know a quite a slight concern because if you liked the originals, you're gonna love this still anyway. Mm. And if you, like other tactics based games, haven't gone around to these, this is a perfect way to like jump in and experience it. Yeah. But I just feel like they've missed a trick.
0: Do you think That's because of how many of this genre there is now out mm. in the world, do you think that if a new player was like, oh, I'm going to try Advanced Wars, that they would maybe struggle because of the like modern organizations aren't necessarily all there. I
4: think, yeah, I know what you mean. So it's like uh, a little bit of like the antiquatedness of it. Mm. Um, you know, uh, some of the things might seem a bit old hat. I think, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of that in here as well. Um, but yeah, it's... And, and another point as well, and this was brought up um, when I was I was talking to uh, our, our wonderful editor, Kieran. Um, he mentioned, well, hang on, don't they do like Game Boy Advance like emulator system on Nintendo Switch online. Mm. Um and, you know, they obviously they delayed this for, you know, several reasons, but they delayed it to the point where the GBA stuff is now playable on Nintendo Switch. Right. And so they might as well have just included that right, here. Yeah. Because the different innovations in this game, there's not quite enough there. But mm. yeah, it's it's a it's a weird one and it feels wrong fundamentally inside for me to be complaining about this but also (laughs) because you're spending quite a lot on that it once again it's nintendo like banking on nostalgia yeah and it's a it's a shame in a way but other than that i mean it is it is still very good because the originals were very good Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah they've not messed them up
4: no exactly so that's a good thing yeah don't don't take this as me you know saying oh this is a bad game you know like three like one out of ten but no, it's it's very much, uh, I mean, for me, probably like nine <laughs> or something like that, but <laughs> well, adding arbitrary scores.
0: James, I'm glad you're enjoying it. But yes. Uh, there was a little tidbit about Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. If you're listening on the podcast feed, you can check out James's mm. stream from the other week or potentially Woo. the video version of the podcast to see the game in itself. And now I believe we have another review corner that we're oh heading over God. to, a different corner of the room, would you believe? Oh,
4: bloody arse, he's over there. I can see him. Hello. Just, just waving hi me yeah. hi hi. <laughs> hi you
0: and here we are in the other corner of the room oh doing a, a review corner but james has been replaced by peter james is
3: over there ashton yeah. walked over here to this yeah. corner hello it,
0: hello it was like one of those panning shots at a tv show where they like pan over and they go sit down with a whole new group of people yeah yeah um i want to talk about something that i've played okay i've been playing dead island 2 now I haven't played much of it, right? Because uh, the game came out last Friday, and we got the code yesterday. Okay, <laughs> so at the time of recording, um, so I've not played too much, but I played a good few hours, should say as well. Again, not paid to talk about this game, but we were given it by PlayOn and. Dead Island Two themselves, they've yeah. they've given it to us, um, and the same
3: applies for the next game we're going to talk about yeah, as well. So exactly. the same same statement.
0: Yes. Yeah. So um, Dead Island Two is the sequel to Dead Island, ofs, and um, it's a open world ish, hmm. in the sense of like there's lots of different areas, but they're not kind of one big ginormous continuous open world right um so each area has like little offshoots and side things that you can find um side quests and stuff um but essentially the premise is very similar to the first game in that you choose a slayer and Mm -hmm. i played as amy which is what if you're watching the video version you'll see the very beginning of the game as amy um and you the
3: one who's irish but not irish
0: no that's a different one amy's the one with the prosthetic leg oh yeah her whole story is that she is trying to get out of Los Angeles because she's trying to apply, she's trying to, like, not audition, try out, is the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for, for the Paralympic team. Right. Um So she wants to get out of LA. So she's, her whole thing is, she's got lots of stamina. She's really fast. Mm-hmm. She can keep fighting for longer. Um And she's in a plane crash, the beginning of the game. She gets bitten by a zombie and she figures out that she's immune. Right. So much like the first game, you are immune to the zombie bites, but obviously you can still get minced by zombies Um, and she sets off to try and find a way out of LA essentially looking for the authorities to be like I'm immune and also help her and some people she meets very early on out of the situation Mm -hmm. Um, it plays Exactly how you've seen it in the trailers in the sets are very hack and slashy you pick up weapons you hit enemies with them they lose their durability Lots of blood Lots of blood I don't even know how much we're gonna be able to show on YouTube yeah. to be honest without getting age restricted because it's very gory and it's very bloody mm-hmm. um, there's a skill system that has like cards that you can slot in so you've got like four there's like four or five different segments of your skills. you unlock the ability to put cards into each one of them as you go. Um, and yeah, they're kind of very basic things. Like if you dodge, you get health back or if you do damage, you do, you take health back, that kind of thing. Um, also one thing I did notice, there was a couple of little bugs. The game visually looks great. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it's pretty stunning, but a couple of times it would give me like a prompt for something that either hadn't spawned when it was supposed to, or just wasn't there. So there was one time it was like, a zombie with an exclamation mark above the head will kill you instantly. Come back later to fight them off. Okay. And I was like looking around like there's no zombies here. Right. Okay. <laughs> I've killed everyone, I don't you talking about. And then when I came back around, they had then spawned in, uh, but okay. they hadn't spawned in initially. Right. Um but yeah, there's all of these like big so far I've only encountered like big kind of hollywood mansions. And you've got like the content creator house, kind of like these stereotypical like old school movie star. Mm-hmm. Um and then all of these houses have kind of little puzzles in them, so you might find a key card on a zombie either in the area or a little bit later on um right to open things in this house that you can't access unless you have this key card
3: okay so there's like re what's the word kind of like it encourages you to revisit places yes
0: exactly right. yeah so I've only played it in single player so far, but it does you can play it in co-op and it pretty much opens into co-op as soon as you finish the first main mission. Right. Um and yeah, like I say, it's so so far it's been pretty fun and I've enjoyed playing it. I'm going to hold off playing it until I can play it in co-op because I think it's going to be more fun. With a pal, um, I died so many times immediately. Like I was just getting my ass beat before I, we'd even really kicked off into the game. Right. Um, but it, it's not that bad. I just wasn't playing very well. But there's, the, the controls are interesting. Um, like I say, if you like Dead Island, you're gonna probably like this. It's mm-hmm. just a very much a refined, visually like built-up version of of the first Dead Island. Right. So, so I did yeah. play the first one, and mm.
3: I, I thought it was alright. I, I don't think it had like the um like the longevity like I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to sit with it all the way through but yeah. I did enjoy it like gameplay wise for what it was
0: so. yeah I think that it I, I think it doesn't take itself too seriously yeah. and I think that I like you said I don't know if I had the longevity of like other games that are coming out around the same time mm-hmm. I think it will get lost among you know the Jedi survivors Redfall yeah. when that releases with Zelda coming out next month I think yeah. it's going to kind of be forgotten this year mm-hmm. but for what it is it's turned out pretty nice mm-hmm. and it plays pretty well yeah so i can't complain too much okay lovely yeah well
3: thanks ashton that's
0: no no problem
3: can i uh tell you a little bit about bramble the mountain i King wish now? you would uh, well i will um it was uh the, the code was sent to us by i think directly from Dimfrost studio uh, or possibly the pr who represent them citation needed apologies for that but uh i can find out and get Fraser to write it in the description if it's wrong mm-hmm. uh, but Dimfrost Studio is the publisher um, so uh, this is an interesting game a demo was released when it was kind of first shown off at I think some uh, was it one of the PlayStation showcases or I'm not was sure. it
0: it might have been uh, either the Game Awards or potentially yeah it might have been the Game Awards actually. Gamescom or something
3: yeah it was a while ago now I didn't play the demo at the time so I can't really think when it was mm-hmm. but Ben played it and said he was intrigued by it um, and This is, I mean, it's right up my street, actually. It's, it's kind of, it's like a combination of Little Nightmares, Limbo, and there are sort of like triney elements to it as well. I mean Mm -hmm. that in a positive sense. I know we've like played (laughs) Trine to death on our joint streams and now we sort of hate it in a way because we're just, we've had so much of it, but all the good things about Trine, well, like aesthetically is what I'm talking about really, Uh, because it is based on Um, sort of Nordic folklore in fact I meant to look up specifically if um, uh, like what what kind of uh, the folklore origins are Um, whether it's like a particular nation or if it's just kind of Scandinavian in general. Um, I I feel like
0: Scandinavian sounds correct. Like I think from what we saw with the marketing, it kind of reminds me of the art style a little bit of um, The Last Guardian as well, kind of that.
3: Yeah, it's a little bit like that. It's very kind of um, organic and like natural. And um, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, it it all takes place in like an enchanted forest, basically. Mm -hmm. And there are uh, all kinds of creatures that you encounter along the way um some of them are more kind of like familiar things like so there's there's trolls and gnomes which you know we uh well i was gonna say western and we we're talking western anyway but you know we english speaking people will have heard of uh yeah nordic folklore it says here mm. so there you go um but then there are some slight like more specific characters like for example i got pretty much as far as encountering the naken which is someone who kind of sits by the water and plays a violin and it like enchants you into dancing and that's mm. how they capture you and he's like this sort of creepy evil man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's based on Nordic folklore and you're in this magical forest. You play as uh, o- Ole. It's quite, the, the pronunciation is quite, uh, she, she, there's a narrator who like talks about the, the children uh, mm. who are in the game and she, sometimes she seems to say like, ole and then sometimes she's saying like ola and i don't know if she's got an interesting accent but uh you're something like that <laughs> and mm. your sister is called lilamore um and uh you kind of go off exploring the forest together and then you end up getting separated and it's kind of your job to go and save her i don't yeah. know if like maybe halfway through we're going to be uh, brought back together again and then there'll be some other objective mm. for me to com- complete but certainly at the moment in the first act i have been separated from her and it's up to me to go and rescue her um And it plays mostly like something uh, like Little Nightmares or Limbo in that there's a lot of platforming um, and and puzzle solving. But there's also an element of um, kind of... Some of the puzzles aren't just like physics-based things where you have to get past the trap or, or, you know, move some kind of movable object. Like sometimes... I've done a couple of things that I didn't enjoy so much. so, So I've had to like herd... These like little flower children into <laughs> specific areas and mm. like herding stuff in video games is never yeah. fun. Um, and also there was this sort of like... Um, hide and seek moment where I had to find eight gnomes who were hidden in all this long grass and they were really hard to spot oh, yeah. so there's a few like little things like that where I'm like mm, I'd rather just be like running around and platforming and yeah stuff. I'd
0: rather drag a box yeah exactly jump on box
3: exactly that kind of stuff so that is largely what you are doing yeah um and so in that sense it is a lot like little nightmares or limbo um but also in the sense that it can get really dark in places and like really gory and spooky mm. and i knew that like the way they presented it in the marketing it, it you could tell that it had this like darkness to it and this edge yeah. to it um, but then once you start the game it is quite sweet in a lot of places and there's like lots of really beautiful vistas it looks great actually a yeah. lot of the time um and i was thinking like is this going to get like actually that dark? Are we just going to occasionally encounter a bit of a, a slightly evil character or something, a, a bit of a monster, and that's going to be the worst of it. But mm. no, like you're wading through like viscera at oh, times. really? And, like, yeah, well, yeah
0: that's definitely not kind of yeah. forefront of the marketing for sure. Exactly.
3: So there's bits like that. And it, so it does it does go places. If that's what you're wanting to get out of this game, it, it will take you there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But uh, there are also, as I say, some really nice moments. Like there was a bit where... It kind of, it's like a roller coaster. Sometimes it's horrible and then it gets nice again. Mm. And I like that in a way because generally these games just get worse and worse and worse as they go on.
0: Gives Um, you a bit of levity every now and then. But it gives
3: you the levity. And there was a bit where uh, I had to just like, Amy was upstairs and I was like, Amy, you need to come and look at this. (laughs) And it's because I was riding on the back of a hedgehog around this like beautiful forest and it was playing this really nice music and uh she just came downstairs and she just like was standing with her mouth open staring (laughs) at the screen she didn't say anything and she was like what is this game And it's like oh it's bramble you have to play it so yeah uh it can be very nice very sweet also very horrific Mm -hmm. um but it looks fantastic it plays pretty well other than a couple of these sort of like little mini games and uh there's lots to encourage you to replay it as well so there's like little collectibles and uh, little statuettes that you can find um, and also books that will tell you about some of the folklore aspects, which I was pleased about because mm. for the first sort of half hour or first hour, I was like, oh, you can see they've taken all these, all this inspiration. But I, as a, an English person, don't know specifically what I'm dealing with yeah. here. But actually then I, I found this, this collectible book that told me about the Nakan and the the whole folktale around it. Oh, that's him. pretty cool. And I imagine there are going to be more of those as mm. I go on. So... Um, yeah, this is a lot of fun, especially for an indie title. I think this is worth giving a go, especially if you are into the likes of Limbo or Inside or Little Nightmares like mm. I am.
0: Is it out now?
3: It's out now. Yes. A time By the time this goes out, this podcast goes out, it, the game will be available. Is
0: apparently. it on everything?
3: Uh, I think it's on a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. I think it's PlayStation, Xbox, PC, whether it's on Switch as well. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. There doesn't appear to be a Wikipedia page for it, which is I found um, a bit difficult. It's on Steam um
0: uh, we'll just say it's probably on everything it's
3: probably on everything apologies to Dimfrost for not giving a the full details there but um yeah it, it's certainly available on playstation steam and i suspect at least xbox if not also switch yeah. but cannot confirm apologies for, for that well that's
0: okay hmm. well there was our review corners for t- the today there yeah. was three of them so i hope you enjoyed them and we'll head back to the regular podcast now yeah let's well, wasn't that nice? Yeah, we heard about three games. We haven't had a review corner in ages, mm. and now there was three. So like waiting for a bus. Hope in. you like them. Uh, we had fun. Question mark, not done them yet, so maybe we had not a good time. <laughs> maybe go yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but now it's time for question two, and it comes from Steve. Hello you beauties. I was wondering when you have played a game that is totally different to anything you've played before, not including games you've had to review or quip. I recently played Life is Strange, True Colours, and absolutely loved it, and it caught me massive by surprise because I've never played anything like it. Stay safe, love you bye, Steve. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Steve. Steve.
3: I brought a couple of games. Um, it's been a while since, as far as I can remember, anyway, uh, since I've played anything completely new and different. So I couldn't think of a more recent example. But uh, I've got one game that I have already gushed about many, many times, and then one that I've not. So uh, the one that you know that I like is the Orcs Must Die series. Mm. Um, I I never played any tower de- tower defense games before then, um, and then along comes this game that even like in itself is is kind of a unique thing in that it combines the tower defense with the third person kind of hack and slash and shooting and stuff. But uh, in any case, yeah, I I wasn't really that familiar with tower defense. I'd like seen other people play games like that on YouTube and uh, gave it a go. And I really, really liked it. So um, yeah, that's certainly, that probably counts. But then also, years ago, I uh, went to the, the game shop and I used to, I don't know about you, Ben, did you sometimes... You would like save up all your money Mm. and then you'd be like, I've got enough now to I could go and buy a game. And like often there would be a specific game that maybe you were going for. But sometimes I would go to the game shop. Don't know about you, Ashton, as well. If you were. Did you even go to game shops? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I had my DS.
3: Of course. So I'd go to the DS section. Yeah, it goes to the DS section. But I would sometimes go to the game shop. And if there wasn't something for me to buy specifically that I wanted, I would just pick. You couldn't leave empty (laughs) hair. Exactly. Um, And so I picked one. That I don't know what made me pick it up, but it was, um, it's called Locomotion uh, or Chris Sawyer's Locomotion. If you want to get, why does it have the name of the guy in it about this? <laughs> Who's Chris Sawyer? The guy who came up with Locomotion, I guess. The inventor like of Myers.
2: trains.
3: Yeah. yeah, like Sid Meier. It's like that. It's Chris Sawyer's Locomotion. Um, but uh, it is essentially the same game as Transport Tycoon Deluxe or as it is now quite popular, Open TTD, Open Transport Tycoon Deluxe, which is like the
2: open source one. He's the uh, the tycoon guy. Transport Tycoon, Rollercoaster Tycoon. Oh, he did Rollercoaster oh, Tycoon that, that as well. I guess yeah.
0: maybe he was like, I should take my name off them because people are like, who's Chris Sawyer? Or
3: maybe he put his name specifically on Locomotion because it wasn't called Transport Tycoon.
0: Maybe, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, but anyway, I bought this game and I I don't really know what like drew me to it, but I sat down and played it and it was a ty- tycoon game but you're not building roller coasters, you're just building like roads and train tracks and stuff, mm. which sounds really boring, right but was actually surprisingly fun and okay. interesting. So it will generate this open like top down map um, isometric with a load of random towns and also industries. so there'll be like a coal mine over there and a factory here and stuff and like you know that the factory needs coal for its uh, to fuel its like stuff. And uh, you can, like, build a train set, a train track to get the coal there. And then you take the product of that factory, like, out to somewhere else, someone who wants to use that. So you just build all these, like, literally just transport networks with roads and, like, buses, moving people around from towns to towns. Um, And it was, like, really, really fun. Hmm. It was the only kind of management sim game I played that didn't have some kind of combat in it. Because, mm. you know, I'd played plenty of uh, Command and Conquer and I, I can't even think of, uh, Stronghold, I used to play a lot of Stronghold. Um, but that one was new to me, uh, to, to play something like that that didn't have any combat in it. and. Surprisingly, a lot of fun.
2: Hmm.
3: I've not played Open TTD since, since it's become a big trendy thing, and lo- a lot of people stream. You played stuff, it before; it was cool. I played it before; it was cool, exactly <laughs> when it was called Locomotion. Mm. Um, but Chris yeah, Sawyer's Locomotion. Chris Sawyer's Locomotion. Let's not forget I respect Chris. on his so, yeah. name. Uh, but yeah, surprisingly entertaining, um, and I played it for many years on and off. Um, and my dad enjoyed it as well. It was one of the few games that my dad would sit down and mm. uh, have a play with as well. Ashton, what about you?
0: I have a few, but they're quite recent ones. Um, I have never really been into a uh, like a strategy, turn-based situation. I find them <laughs> boring. And most of the time, I just find the art style entirely uninteresting. Um, but I played Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle oh, yeah. on a plane when I was going somewhere or other. Um, because... MB had been playing it, and he was like, you might enjoy this, give it a go. And I spent the, like, three and a half hours on the plane just playing Marion Rabbit's Kingdom Battle and didn't talk to Ben at all. I was (laughs) like, I'm playing the game, please. Um, And I really enjoyed it, and I played the whole uh, way through that game, and I've played the more recent one, Sparks of Hope, as well. And, I, yeah, I thought it was great. I had a lot of fun playing it. I haven't really played any other um, turn-based games because... I just, I have to find them interesting before I even go in. Like, if it doesn't interest me, as soon as I start playing, it's in the bin. I don't, I'm not interested. In the bin? It's in the bin. Crikey. In the metaphorical bin, um, most games I don't have the ability to put in the bin because they're on the digital thing. Yeah. Um, And also, weirdly, like, kind of last year, I started playing Evil Genius 2. It came onto Game Pass. It was not my kind of game at all. Like, I don't really spend time with the sim kind of Mm -hmm. games. Um. Because I don't have the attention span. and Apart
3: from The Sims. Apart from
0: The Sims. um, But that's mainly just Build House and then I Abandon House and Mm -hmm. Sims that I've made for the rest of eternity. Um, But yeah, Evil Genius 2, I think I'd seen Sips play it like six months before when it originally released. And I was like, hmm, that looks interesting. Well, I got obsessed with this game for like a good month. And I was just playing it all the time. I would sit in complete silence, just in my own, in my flat, just playing Evil Genius, setting up like uh, big bank vaults and stopping people from trying to rob me. And my boyfriend was like, I don't understand why you're playing this game. Like, you've never expressed any interest in anything similar to this at all. But I don't know why I played it, but I really enjoyed playing it and I had a good time. Um, I haven't touched it since. It's still installed on my PC, but I've just never gone back to it. So it's a good game and I I don't think I'll ever play it again. But uh, for the time, I had a great time. Mm. So... So, yeah,
2: I don't like roguelikes I've never liked roguelikes mm-hmm. um, however with Returnal I was willing to make an exception because I liked Housemark very much I enjoyed Rezo Gun and Super Stardust in particular and this was their first proper proper game rather than mm-hmm. sort of a digital download arcade-y kind of thing this, this like, had a story and it had voice acting and it seemed mysterious and dark and it drove me up the bloody wall for like the first four hours I played it. Mm. And um, I ran because I was playing it as soon as it came out, I ran into a lot of issues that were sorted in subsequent patches, like not being able to save during a run and come Mm. back to it later and progressing halfway through a run, entering one of these randomly placed rooms and then the other side of the randomly placed room, the door wouldn't open. So I was then trapped inside and had to restart the run because the game had bugged out. Uh, But it ended up being a game that I really, really enjoyed. And uh, did I get good at it? I'm not sure. Maybe I just got proficient or found the weapons that I like to use the Mm. most and sort of brute force my way through. I'm not entirely sure. Either way, I did end up getting the platinum trophy in it. And that was the first roguelike slash roguelite. They're interchangeable, but I know they have different def- definitions. Mm. Um, that that I actually actively enjoyed, and off the back of that, I gave Hades a go, mm. and I never would have done that either if uh, probably I had I hadn't played um, Returnal first.
0: Did you see that Andrew got through Returnal with like seven deaths?
2: I didn't see that.
0: He tweeted being like, "I'm such a pro gamer," and he managed to make th- it, that whole way through Returnal with I think I think it was under ten deaths. That's crazy. Yeah. I think I died ten times before we even first, got to the second. First time yeah. playing it. I'm gonna see if I can find the tweet because that I read it nuts. and it was. I was like so jealous that I don't even think I liked the tweet because it annoyed me so much. I was.
2: <laughs> uh, I didn't see that tweet. However, I did see that he was playing it, and I was on the mobile app for PlayStation, and I sent him a message saying, "Don't, don't die." And then I said, like a couple of seconds later, I sent him another message saying, "Did you die?" And he replies that I did oh. actually. Yeah.
0: He said, "Feeling very pro gamer good right now." Um, Finish the main story of Returnal with 17 deaths and beat every boss on the first try apart from the third boss, which I did on my second try.
2: Wow, very good.
0: We didn't even make it past the first boss when we played it. We did, and then I died immediately when I got to the second area. Did were you playing in co op? Yeah. Oh, okay. It is I feel like it's definitely harder in co op. It there,
2: is because you share lives, right? Sam. Mm. Just um, there
3: aren't already enough reasons to have Andrew as a member of Triple
2: Jump rather mm. than Cultaholic, he's clearly
0: the best gamer. He out was all star- of
2: if you're unfamiliar with this story, he applied for Triple Jump and Cultaholic, but he wanted to work for Triple Jump primarily as a gamer boy, and then Sam from Cultaholic saw his work and stole him from under us before um, we were able to say we'll take him they said we'll take him mm. yeah so we we don't have andrew but he he's good at games he's good at games um but yeah i'd say returnal um i've got a couple of other ones noted down here as well but i think in terms of trying a new genre that i've never tried before returnal was the the gateway drug however i still have no interest in roguelikes <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> i find them kind of irritating mm. um but returnal was the one <clears throat> that got me in there Well, it's time for something a little bizarre. Uh, You could even call it weird, maybe Mm. strange, maybe weird. Could it be weird? I think it might be a bit weird. News? Weird news. Weird news. news.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
2: It's weird news time, time for some weird news. Uh, remember, if you want to submit weird news to us, you can do so on Twitter and Facebook on the post that goes up on a Tuesday. However, if you want to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer just like Nathan,
0: G.Y. Goliath,
2: Nexus Polaris, Duncan Wilson,
0: Blake Thomas, Ellie Nicholas,
2: Nicole Hanson,
0: Melody L. Bonnet, Katie Garrett,
3: and Gabrielle Philippine. Thank you, thank pod- you podcast guys. producer. News, there's,
2: there's, there's. you got some weird news there, Peter.
3: we got some weird news here that was sent to us via Twitter from It's Cold in New Mexico at Ariel underscore Kent. Okay. Uh, it's put according- a hat on. Yeah, just put a hat on. Just one. Yeah. It's according to Kotaku.com, written by Ashley Bardham, who says, Twitch streamer immediately denied from bank after accidentally applying as a certain job. I'll tell you in a minute. Variety streamer Pooper Noodle learned about (laughs) euphemisms the hard way. Oh no! Um, Did
0: you apply as an accountant?
3: As a pooper? No, it does say that at the end of the article though. About, I think that's apparently a thing that some people say. Yeah, so if you're a
0: sex worker, people online you say I'm an accountant. Because like, that's like a go-to. If someone says, oh, what do you do? If you mm-hmm. say you're an accountant, no one asks any other questions because right. their accountant's boring. Yeah. So if you don't want people to know that you're a sex worker, you say, oh, I'm an accountant. Well,
3: oh. let's see where this article goes. United Kingdom based variety streamer Poopernoodle or Lou wasn't exactly sure whether or not being a human adult with a Twitch channel qualified her as an online adult entertainer <laughs> oh, no. until she described herself as such on a bank application and was swiftly denied.
0: Well, that that's a mistake because banks should know that that makes that, that people who are that make a lot of money.
3: Mm. Well, yeah. Um, Quote, a few months ago, I applied to a very popular bank. She's a UK streamer, so uh, we, it's probably a bank that we know of um, that allows you to use your card overseas, she said during a recent stream. It asked me what my occupation was, and nothing really fit the bill apart from adult online entertainer, and I ticked that. Now, I watched the clip of her explaining this, and it doesn't. Oh, yeah, just say it here, actually. So she starts laughing at the memory and then says, I was like, yeah. That's what I am. I'm an adult and I entertain people online. (laughs) And then it immediately rejected me, she says. Um, She tells me over Twitter DM. says the writer of this article, that she didn't realize adult entertainer was a euphemism for sex worker until talking about the situation with her mom who pointed it out to her.
0: It's very innocent, isn't it?
3: Mm. Yeah. I was mad because if they meant sex worker, then why didn't they just write sex worker? She said. I'm not a sex worker myself, but it opened my eyes to how it sucks for sex workers to get a bank account. I've Probably got to stop saying that phrase now, otherwise YouTube might wex Say accountant. I'll say accountant. It also reinforced how after a decade of online influencers breaching mainstream culture through brand deals and Disney Channel, and that hyperlinks to the um, like Wikipedia article for... Uh, Not Logan Paul. Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Apparently he was on a Disney Channel show. Yeah, Bizarre
0: Vark. He was on that. Right.
3: I didn't know that. Um, I don't know
0: how I knew the name of that so quickly. I couldn't even think of the word charity a minute ago. Like, (laughs) Jesus Christ.
3: (laughs) The bureaucratic powers that be still don't really know what the hell influencing is. It's pretty awkward explaining the job to people," Lou said. The bank application gave me a drop-down list of job options to choose from, and they were all very socially accepted jobs, like dentist assistant. There was no option for streamer or broadcaster or anything like that. Uh, other members of the unconventional job field related to other members of the unconventional job field related to Lou's confusion. They related to her. Okay, That was confusingly worded. Yeah. Okay. Other members of that. Field can relate to her confusion. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I tried to explain to people that I streamed in the in the past in a way which sounded almost identical to calling myself an adult entertainer, said one Twitter user. It was really awkward when their response slash tone made it clear that they misunderstood. When in doubt, go for self-employed, says the article, or even better, an accountant. And then it links to
2: what Ashton was just saying. Yeah. Right. blimey
0: it is hard, though, when you've got a job like this, because it's like whenever you fill in a thing, it's like, what field do you work in? And I'm like... I just put media. Uh, yeah, I do too. It's just the easiest but, way.
3: Yeah, I was applying for life insurance recently now that I'm married. And uh, the, it was re- like it, very difficult to find anything relevant. Sometimes you go to these drop-down boxes and there is mm. something there. There's like broadcaster or yeah. mm. um, you know, video production or something. But sometimes there's just absolutely nothing at all. Um, We have to put something really strange as as the nearest thing. When do we get to go on the Disney Channel? Yeah, I don't
2: know.
0: When we are big and strong like Jake Paul.
2: Yeah, he's the biggest and the strongest and the 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 most. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. and the best person. It got dropped by his Disney Channel very quickly. Is it because he's a terrible person? He did the show Bizarre Park. I think they had one season. He did his typical Jake Paul does terrible thing trend and <laughs> right. he got sacked. Which he is known to do yeah. most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it was part that of the whole terrorizing his neighbors or if it was something he said online that was clearly problematic. i tell but you what
2: though, once we once we land this killer role in a Wales Interactive game, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get shot to superstardom.
0: That's all I want really. I don't want a music channel. I just want to be in a Wales Interactive
2: That's game. my Disney channel. And yeah. then we can take up boxing. Right? Yes. We can all box each other like tomorrow if we wanted. Yeah. We? And at least someone from the office would pay a fiver to come. <laughs> exactly. And then whoever wins gets the fiver and then you're a professional
0: fighter. Yeah. Wow. True. So. Okay, I have some weird news. It's nothing to do with Jake Paul. Um it comes Good. from a Nintendo Live <gasps> written by Ollie Reynolds. Yeah? Random,
2: Random.
0: anti smoking campaign is part Animal Crossing, part creature horror. As if you needed further convincing to not smoke. Mm. Animal Crossing isn't particularly known for being scary. In fact, the scariest thing about New Horizons is the fact that the official support for the game ceased after a little less than two years. Yet this hasn't stopped content studio Sawhorse from utilising the general aesthetic of the franchise for a rather spooky anti-smoking commission for the US Food and Drug Administration. Oh it's... I don't know how they've got away with this, but... Does
2: it look just like it?
0: Yeah, I'll show you in a sec. Um... Uploaded onto its official website, and subsequently archived on YouTube, the ad campaign is a visual representation of the anxiety that can arise from nicotine cravings. It showcases a cute, Animal Crossing-inspired character hopping into bed before a fiery smoke monster rises up from the floor. It's definitely effective at what it sets out to portray, yet the choices to use the visual style for Animal Crossing is certainly surprising. It's highly unlikely, however, that despite Nintendo's fierce protection of the IP, the company will not take any action against the ad given the lack of any specific identification or branding. Mm-hmm. Heck, the characters, the characters seen in Bandai Namco's Ace Angler fishing sprites almost exact replicas of those found in Animal Crossing. Um, this is the advert. Okay. I'll turn up so there's no sound because there's probably copyrighted music.
3: Oh, wow, yeah, that, is, that is Animal, animal Crossing, it? Oh, yeah, that it? is just Animal Crossing. But it's okay. all
0: legally distinct. So hopping she into bed. She gets into bed. There's smoke oh. coming out from under yeah, her. That's literally
2: an Animal Crossing face, isn't it? You yeah. A choice of eyes, where the smoke monster's not very Animal Crossing. No, it's no. Not. Spooky. How do you do fellow kids? Looks like the Balrog. Yeah. Although... And then... Surely this should be aimed at vape pens rather than cigarettes. I don't feel like young True. people are smoking this that much anymore. Not as much, but you do still... That's what baffles
3: me the most is when you see someone smoking cigarettes who is, like, young enough to... You know that they've just taken it up, like, within the past, like, year or two because mm. that, that's how young they are. And it's like, how do you not know better? Well, I guess... Because there's educational issues and, and like you know people why those and social those pressures and mm. yeah yeah
2: what you 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 vaping uh, try a try a real nicotine yeah. stick or something you know kids are the worst mm-hmm. that would probably be vaping real is really somewhat. bad god yeah terrible
0: yeah but it's pretty spooky and it's definitely like this is Animal Crossing it's
2: definitely Animal Crossing yeah, yeah. well. I've got one from Blake Thomas off of Facebook. Oh,
0: I forgot to say. Mine was submitted by Stephen Skoda's on Twitter and Josh Lee's on Facebook. Thanks. Thank you.
2: Uh, Mine comes from Gizmodo. An NES cart with built-in Wi-Fi brings online multiplayer to a 40-year-old Nintendo console. Wow. wow. In the 80s, multiplayer video games required you and your friends to crowd around a single TV and fight over who got to use one of the one of two controllers. Modern consoles let you compete against gamers all around the world, but a new cartridge is bringing that same online functionality to the NES 40 years later. While most kids... <laughs> get out of here. Pop up. Go away. While most kids who grew up with the NES wouldn't learn about the internet until the 90s, the Japanese version of the console, the Famicom, actually offered limited internet connectivity through the family computer network system that debuted in Japan in 1988. Blah 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 blah, blah, blah. It was not a commercial success, and it's definitely not how Super Tilt Bro handles its online connectivity. Given Nintendo doesn't produce cartridges for the NES anymore, the Super Tilt Bro cart is a custom creation with a board that's been upgraded with a something Wi-Fi chip, a Wi-Fi antenna, and an, e- and an FPGA that allows an unmodified NES console to interface with the wireless hardware. Wow. The wow. platform fighter game, which looks like a streamlined recreation of Super Smash Bros featuring chibi-style characters, includes all of the Wi configuration within the game's own menu system given the NES has no front end of its own as well as match settings allowing players to compete for fun for rank or to set up their own tournaments by creating and sharing private passwords with friends awesome. so there we are that's uh, the Wi-Fi sort of coming to the NES now wow. if you want it <laughs> uh, they are seeking backing on Kickstarter the link will why? be in the dump if you want one why because they're making it yeah
0: I, I know but who's gonna donate to that
2: no it's, people might you will watching nerd nerd Nerd. nerd. you nerd go on support (laughs) the things you enjoy i bet you i bet you enjoy games don't you nerd sorry i
0: didn't mean to offend you nerd no (laughs) (laughs) no
2: but that'll be that will absolutely be 100 percent someone's niche and i imagine a lot of outlets will want to
0: try it yeah i guess but it just makes me think like i don't obviously didn't say how much they were asking for but Hmm. i just don't like when you see things for like current consoles don't manage to get funded i know that nostalgia is a big yeah Money it's a maker, curiosity though, isn't i guess it? maybe yeah. people will
2: buy one just to have it in a box on their shelf like, it is. that'll let me take my nes online mm-hmm. if i could be asked i just wonder
3: whether like there are even enough nes's out there to to kind of warrant maybe not you know mm-hmm. if it was a slightly more contemporary console and they said hey we've added online functionality to you know i don't know the, well i guess the gamecube may have the did ps1 yeah ps1 might uh maybe something like that mm-hmm. then you know there's there's a lot more ps1's knocking around like nes's that still work how many are there really Mm.
2: Um, yeah true i think largely they're in the they're in lofts or the hands of collectors or the people who originally owned them i mean then Um, again that kind
3: of hardware lives forever doesn't mm. it like a lot of it just still works a lot of ps2s out there still work whereas ps3s and ps4s are dead xbox 360s Mm. so you know sometimes it's the oldest stuff
2: that Mm. It's still kicking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there were modest expectations set for this and the people who are making it are just doing it because they can. They yeah. it's they think it's, hey, well, they exactly. think it's interesting it's it right. because you can. People, there'll be an influx of maybe a few hundred people the first weekend it releases mm-hmm. and then no one will really play it again. Yeah. They're, they're not still, doing it. To make you know, millions, it's like this but... look at this thing. This can take my NES online. It's yeah. pretty crazy,
3: isn't <laughs> it? It is cool. Uh, We've got a question here from Stuart Ward, who says, Greetings, people. Do you think services such as Game Pass and PS Plus, etc., have, at least to some extent diminished the viability of selling consoles as part of game bundles. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the situation is elsewhere in the world, but here in Australia for some time, it's been nigh on impossible to buy a standalone Xbox Series X console as Microsoft, and by extension, third-party retailers, have uh, have instead been flogging the plops out of selling the console as part of a Forza, uh, Forza Horizon 5 bundle. I've bought five consoles in the past as part of game bundle packages, but in this particular instance, I don't see the point of paying a one hundred dollar premium to get a digital download code for a game I already access for no additional cost via Game Pass, just because it comes with DLC. I had no interest in playing in the first place. Uh, thank you for being your sil- for bringing your silly content into the world. Thank you, Stuart. I made it. I got through that.
0: Did it? That was really good.
3: Thanks. Thanks, Ashton. <laughs> okay. um, so. I, I mean, I. it's been a long time since I've bought a console that came bundled with a game. I don't think my PS... Certainly not, not my PS5, and I don't think my PS4 did either. Um, but, yeah, I can definitely see the point here, which is that if, if it's the... It's the fact that you're struggling to find just the option to get it on its own. That mm. is like the, the frustrating thing there, because mm. you know, if you had one or the other, then yeah, anyone who's like genuinely really interested in Forza horizon five, uh, and the DLC, then yeah, they can get that bundle and that's great. But, um, the, the problem isn't necessarily that that exists. It's that it's so difficult to just get a standalone one, which I've never really like known that to be an issue. Even back in the days when I was buying bundled consoles, um, there always seemed to be the option to just get a standalone one if you wanted to. Um, so I'm I just feel feel bad for you, son, and other people in Australia, <laughs> nerd. nerd, and other people in Australia and perhaps in in other nations as well, maybe facing this issue. That's frustrating to like have to basically pay a premium for something that you don't need. Mm. Um, I mean, like the the way that Game Pass and PS Plus factors into it as well. I mean by definition games that are going to come bundled with consoles in those those bundle deals are generally going to be like big name first party games and those games also therefore by definition by definition are going to be the sort of thing that is on Game Pass so there's kind of like an an unavoidable crossover there um but then on the other hand you would hope that you'd like to think that Microsoft would make the decision or or be smart enough to think oh well are people going to want to pay a premium for like this specific game, when you can already get it on Game Pass, mm. so I don't know. At least the DLC in this case uh, is is something that you are getting uh, as an extra, but uh, I, I'm not sure. Like it's certainly not the the primary like the 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 primary issue when you think of Game Pass and PS Plus as you know something that uh, is is going to cause problems to people. Like oh, is it going to affect bundled consoles? But the fact that you're struggling to find a standalone uh that that seems to be more the problem than the fact that game pass exists i would Mm. say
0: Mm. when i bought my playstation 5 last year the only um like console i could find came bundled with an extra controller yeah and i didn't want to have to pay for an extra controller i'd rather have just paid for the playstation 5 because i did not need a second controller um but I didn't have a, I didn't have a choice. But I wanted a PlayStation 5, and that was all that was on option. Or, like you say, with a bundle in with a game that I either wasn't going to play or that I had already played um, or had already ordered. And I do think that potentially the bundle in is good for, like, the odd Christmas present for, like, a kid, for example. But I think the average gamer nowadays is kind of not doesn't really want a bundle in. they just want the console because there's so much more you can get on the console than just like the game itself and obviously the games sometimes maybe a bit cheaper as part of a bundle but you have a lot more flexibility when it comes to getting the games elsewhere um i do think however that the idea of cloud gaming and digital downloads are maybe the thing that's killing the bundle because i think that if you could only get games in physical copies that in disc form that you had to go to the game shop with your pocket money like Peter used to do Mm. and buy your game I think a bundle would be great because you say two for one one shop not gonna come back later to get a different game brilliant but nowadays with the digital download and the digital storefront and cloud gaming it's so much easier to just like access it as soon as you get home you've not got to really worry about having to put the disc in and I'm, you know, get that plastic off the disc, put the disc in, wait for the disc to install the game. Obviously you've still got to install the game, but you can have pre-bought it, have have it ready to go before you even got the console. So I do think that it, it is, ki- I'm not killing it. I don't think it's necessarily like, there's the, the Venn diagram does not necessarily overlap and the, the causation of one is not, they don't really connect. But I do think that a bundle in is kind of a dying trend um, whether that's to do with cloud gaming or not, I'm not sure. Mm. So,
2: I do think it's interesting that Xbox, in particular, is doubling down, seemingly doubling down. I haven't, I haven't bought a console bundle in a long time, mm. and the last one I probably got was the PS4, which came with Killzone Shadow Fall. Uh, or the Switch that we have that came with uh, Super Mario Odyssey, except that was a digital digital code, not a physical game in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say it definitely, the issue that Stuart's talking about definitely applies more to Xbox than PlayStation, because yeah. PS Plus and its various tiers are not equatable with Game no. Pass in any way, no. uh, particularly in regards to the fact that a PlayStation console could still conceivably be bundled with an exclusive and that would make perfect sense because those are not available no, those on, PlayStation on, on playstation plus yeah. by and large whereas on game pass all of those exclusives are day one uh, on game pass so perhaps it makes more sense for xbox bundles to be with big third party titles i'm not entirely sure but you're right in that the the core gaming audience will know if you're going to go and buy an xbox you probably just want the xbox because Game Pass is the best deal. You don't necessarily want a physical Mm -hmm. game that, you know, you're going to pay extra for that you can just get on Game Pass, as Stuart says. Um, So I imagine that they still do it because it's recognisable to people who aren't in that conversation Mm -hmm. and who don't necessarily really know what Game Pass is or even if they do, don't want to sign up for another subscription, they just want the Xbox and then they get a game right out of the gate. They can make a decision later. And it looks... Shiny on the shelves to have a console with like half the box taken over by, uh, you know, fluorescent Forza branding and stuff. It Mm. just looks attractive and appealing. Um, But you're right in that I think Game Pass does impact the appeal of bundles. Uh, But as far as PlayStation goes, I don't think it's necessarily the same because their deal is different. Um, Yeah, there we are. Hope you managed to get a console on its own, mm. and of course bundles don't really. I suppose they could apply to the Series S, couldn't they? Mm. Because if you, if you if think a, digital, away a digital, code, digital code, then yeah. that could work. But even so, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a stretch. Anyway, mm. let us know what you think. For now, though, it's time for the big discussion. Mm-hmm. Big discussion time, time for the big discussion. And the story, the saga, simply will not end. We'll (laughs) be hearing about this until the heat death of the universe. This question comes from Jack Bradshaw on Patreon. Ahoy hoy Bap, hope you're all well. What are your guys' thoughts on the Activision-Microsoft merger being rejected by UK regulators? So that was the big story this week. Uh, The latest twist in the tale, I've got a write-up here from VGC. Bear with me, it will explain what is going on. At the current time. After months of investigation, the regulator published its final report on the 69 nice billion deal on Wednesday and said it had prevented it over concerns it would alter the future of the fast-growing cloud gaming market, leading to reduced innovation and less choice for UK gamers over the years to come.
0: That's what we said.
2: The decision is the most significant yet in Microsoft's battle to get the acquisition over the line. The UK regulator is seen as one of the most influential in deciding the deal's fate alongside the EU and the US. In the US, the Federal Trade Commission is suing Microsoft in a bid to block the deal over competition concerns, and the EU is still investigating. Microsoft has confirmed it will appeal the CMA's decision. The UK regulator wrote, The CMA has prevented Microsoft's proposed purchase of Activision over concerns the deal would alter the future of the fast-growing cloud gaming market, leading to reduced innovation and less choice for UK gamers over the years to come. In a statement, Microsoft's president, Brad Smith, said the company was disappointed by the CMA's decision and claimed it would appeal. We remain fully committed to this acquisition and will appeal. The CMA's decision rejects a pragmatic path to address competition concerns and discourages technology, innovation and investment in the United Kingdom. We have already signed contracts to make Activision Blizzard's popular games available on 150 million more devices and we we remain committed to reinforcing these agreements through regulatory remedies. We're especially disappointed that after lengthy deliberations, this decision appears to reflect a flawed understanding of this market and the way the relevant cloud technology actually works. Bobby Kotick.
0: Boo. Boo. Hate that guy.
2: I wrote pause for booze. Said Today, the Competition and Markets Authority, CMA, a a regulatory agency in the UK, decided not to to approve our merger with Microsoft. This isn't the news we wanted, but it is far from the final word on this deal, he wrote. Alongside Microsoft, we can and will contest this decision, and we've already begun the work to appeal to the UK uh, Competition Appeals Tribunal. We're confident in our case because the facts are on our side. This deal is good for competition. What did we say?
0: We (laughs) said when we first heard about this that we didn't want it to happen because we thought they would lead to a lack in competition because everyone would be working for the same person. And it would mean that these companies wouldn't be vying for attention from the consumer and wouldn't be putting as much effort in because they wouldn't have to fight against as many people because they technically all fell under the same umbrella.
3: Yeah, but what's surprising here, I think, is the reference to cloud gaming. Yes. That's the weirdest thing about this story to me. It's not that they've just said, oh, it's it's bad for competition in the sense that all, n- not actually all, I'm being no. hyperbolic, but all, all the developers or pub- slash publishers will be, mm. it's all one big company, there's no competition anymore. Um, that's a, a different question or a different point to it will affect the development of cloud gaming and the competition within that sphere. Yeah. Very strange thing for. A, for them to have said, and I also feel a little bit bad. Like I, I feel a bit embarrassed that the UK has done this, and but we're I see only people like being cropped. Well, yeah, we because are because the US the other... is
0: suing them, and the yeah. EU haven't come out with what they have to say. The other about two either. are
3: yet to to decide. But the the unfortunate thing was, I don't know if you guys saw that. Only literally like an hour or so before this story broke,
2: mm.
3: people, other outlets were reporting. The deal's about to be closed. It's like it's looking like they're about to close this deal, and then on what
2: basis? Though? I don't really on know. I
3: didn't Do you remember even remember
0: when they were tracking people, were tracking people's planes. Yeah. they Oh yes. Where
2: they were going. Yeah. Well, that's the interesting thing. Sorry to cut you off. No. Peter. As as you were saying, like the the fact that it's been blocked <clears> on the grounds of stifling innovation and growth in the in the cloud gaming market. Mm. Whereas you know, Sony will probably be celebrating this as a victory. However. This wasn't Sony's gambit at all. They no, were they were point. appealing competition in the console space, which was dismissed by the CMA a few weeks ago. So Sony are not relevant to this decision whatsoever. Mm. Uh, apart from the fact that obviously they they are invested in cloud gaming and are actually partnered with Microsoft in cloud gaming in a, mm. in a, in some capacity. It to makes share me their, I think it's Azure Azure. Yeah. Their, yeah, their cloud gaming technology. It makes
0: me think that like. Obviously, we haven't seen everything that was submitted to the cMA, but it makes me think that there is like not to be a conspiracy theorist about this that there is something that like they've noticed that is in what the acquisition is going to do, which is why they brought up cloud gaming because like you say, as far as everyone was aware, this was never
2: about cloud about no. cloud gaming like <laughs> no. we've
0: never we've never considered that because as far as we were aware, you know it's just about whether the games are going to go to other consoles. it was never about whether it was going to affect cloud gaming. So I'm intrigued by what it was exactly that made them say this will affect cloud gaming and whether there is something that is in the works or that they want to have in the works that is the reason for this, that they've blocked it. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued by why yeah. this is the case because that's, that's the most confusing part about all of it. Mm. Not that it got denied, not that Bobby Kotick is sad.
2: <laughs> Spicy words from, from <laughs> Xbox as well. Uh, in regards to suggesting that the CMA is is a what was the quote let's see uh, the decision appears to reflect a flaw, a flawed understanding yeah. of the market mm. like mm, that's mm. a thinly veiled <laughs> like do, don't really understand you do you really you're understand and that yeah. is a, that's a valid point in a lot of instances you know there there are there are frequently politicians in all nations mm. uh, you know passing legislation on things that they don't understand particularly mm. in regards to technology and video games however the way that the cma lays out their points it's pretty in depth they're not just they're not they're clearly not just waving it away on some grounds they don't understand yeah uh, however i don't know what you guys think but this deal will go through. Yeah, I think it's, they'll just appeal. It's going go to happen. Through. They'll either appeal and it will go through, or they'll make some concessions, yeah. like we've mentioned before. This deal is going to go through in some form, mm-hmm. just not in its current form. Yeah. Um. So they've said that they've made deals to uh, what was it? 150 million devices to to get these games. I'm curious. 150 million more devices. I'm curious what that means because presumably that's not 150 million more individual brands and 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 operating mm. systems no. and so on. That's just a, st- a set amount of yeah devices mm. that that reflect that that user base. Uh So presumably they'll have to go to pretty much every any and all cloud gaming operations and try and make deals with them yeah. mm. to appease them and then go back, or maybe they're just convinced and will just appeal it in its current state and maybe it'll go through i don't know yeah it's strange the it's weird
3: as well the way that i first saw this break on twitter um because i follow a lot of people who are into crash and spyro and and are, are always looking out for like rumors and stuff from things that activision are doing as to whether there might be more more games coming out and uh for some reason, it's accepted among the Spyro fans that if this deal goes through, it'll be a really good thing for the likelihood of Spyro Four. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why they right, think okay. that like it's more likely to happen if Xbox purchased them than if they're a, essentially mm. a multi-platform company. But anyway, that's that's by the by. There's all sorts of like tinfoil hat stuff as to why they believe that. But they were getting really excited and sharing around these articles saying the deal is about to go through, and then hours later. I just saw so
2: many people despairing that this deal hadn't gone through. Because it means Spyro 4 will never happen. Yeah. Well,
3: or that it's like going to be you know hampered by this, even though if it exists, it's probably already been in development for, for some years. Yeah. Also, Spyro is heavily associated with PlayStation, so I don't see how it could be a good thing necessarily. It might be a, a neutral uh, thing, but it's, I don't think it's a good thing for Spyro to be going to Xbox. Mm. Um, but yeah, very strange way for me, for me to see it all happen. All these Spyro fans being sad that the UK had like blocked this deal.
2: It's like the question we got a few weeks ago about how don't don't you wish games coverage was was it back in a simpler time? Yeah. Because yeah. like I'm tired of talking about mer- mergers and acquisitions. We, at a very 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 base level, barely know what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, and then you then when the fandoms start getting involved, mm-hmm. they do make these wild assumptions yeah. like. Merger equals Spyro 4. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Uh, I'm just so sick of hearing about this. Mm. I, uh, what I sincerely hope is that the, now that the clearly the 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 competitiveness in the console space argument is put to one side, which is where we saw sort of like Xbox bearing its ass saying, I've, we've got no games and PlayStation has all the good, and PlayStation saying, well, you can't buy up anything you want. Final Fantasy 16 coming exclusively yeah. to PlayStation. Mm. Like I was just, I was sick of hearing that. I hope that we're past that point now because I really it sometimes it can be fun, but I really detest when billion trillion dollar companies try to be relatable and act like they're the underdog and, yeah. and try to get public try to get sympathy Symp- from the <laughs> yeah. public as well. It's like absolutely not. If you want to do this ludicrous merger, you go for it. I don't like it. But I'm sick of hearing about it. Don't don't try and pretend that we're buds or that yeah. you're suffering somehow.
3: Mm-hmm. I was actually really disappointed when when it didn't go through and it was announced. Like even though I'm a PlayStation fan, and if anything, it might be a slight you know bad thing for me as a PlayStation owner mm. uh, if this goes through, or it might not affect it at all. But if anything, you know, it might be on the downside. Um, even as a PlayStation owner, I was like, oh. It's not gone through. That's really annoying because we're gonna have to talk about it a lot more for yeah. a lot longer.
0: I'd honestly just assumed it had already happened right. because, like, I think I just stopped. I'd stopped thinking about it and I'd like blocked out my memory because I thought, well, it's. I think my brain went, "It's going to happen. It's happened. It's I done." I hear about this thing done deal.
2: every single day. Mm. It feels like it's unavoidable every single but, day. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's not going to go through in the way in the in the fashion that it is now, perhaps, but it will go through. And it sounds like the deals that they're making are f- for between ten and fifteen years. So if it if we do reach the the event horizon where <laughs> Xbox suddenly goes, all right, Call of Duty's ours now. Pfft, see you guys. Mm. That's not going to happen for a decade and a half. And quite frankly, I'm going to relish the silence on the matter for <laughs> yeah. the next fifteen years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we've, so now we've got the really fun way to find out what the mm. EU body does yes. and also find out how it goes in the US with the court case where they're being sued. Mm. So it's really exciting at least we're done now apart from when they appeal it but yeah. for a little while at least we've not we're not doing anything I in think we've way. done
2: really well to not talk about it that much on the podcast because it yeah. does feel like there's a development every week but this mm. week felt like a like a big one, a big one. Uh, yeah, that we that we was. needed to talk about so uh, there we are let us know what you think of the merger and the state of it is this going to go through and what about all the other things we've spoken about this week what's the worst hairdo in gaming <laughs> equally as important let's
0: talk about that more that's uh, let's talk about
2: hair. Why can't we go back to a simpler time where we just appraised hairstyles from video game characters? Uh, You can do all of that in the comments below and on social media and all the other places around the internet that Peter's going to tell you about right now.
3: Hello, youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. It's where all of our content goes out. Videos on YouTube and live streams only on Twitch for the time being anyway. Mm. Uh, When we're streaming on Twitch, we're modded by Lord Brotovich, Trialling Badger and Mr. Black. And hey, if you've got Amazon Prime, there's a whole big bundle of stuff in there. It's not just about getting your post. Um, so, uh, I mean, it mainly is, let's face it. And I don't want to have to pay 80 quid for it when I'm not watching Amazon video, you you <laughs> ass. Uh, but there's a Twitch sub in there as well. So spend that on us if you're already paying for Prime. Uh, or start paying for Prime and spend that on us if you like. Um, Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, bits of weird news, Twitch stream highlights of the week, loads of stuff put there by Fraser and us. Um, and TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump, stuff there put there by Ashton, me, who does the TikToks. Um, and we've got a Patreon, which is Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. And there are loads of different tiers on there with loads of diff- different rewards. So go and have a look at them and choose one if you if you want. If you can, that would be great.
2: Yeah,
0: we have a website. It's ju.mp spells jump. It's very clever. And if you want to join our Discord, go to ju.mp forward slash Discord and chat with our wonderful community. And on Discord, modded by Jack, Joe, Tory, and Holloways. And if they have to do something, they do. do it
2: and stop being weird. <laughs> yeah, don't be weird. Uh, Discord's weird. a fantastic platform, and our community is amazing. However, yeah. sometimes people are weird. Yeah, we're on the case, and we know who you are. Yeah, if you've we... been told off.
0: We've been just giving stop. a heads up, all right? Yeah. Just
2: stop. Don't think we're not there just because the mods are acting on our behalf. Don't yeah. think that we're not aware the of mods, your weirdness. we're
0: tight. Yeah. yeah. And we know that you're being don't weird. Be weird. Don't be weird. Right? Don't post your strange your
2: strange fan art somewhere else. Mm-hmm. just yeah. saying. Also, don't come in and make inappropriate comments about the visual appearance of the hosts. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's hey, and that, that's potentially another thing. Yeah. Plural. Multiple hosts.
0: Mm-hmm. Just stop
2: being weird. Stop being weird. Thank you.
0: Um... If you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast and check out any of our live stream VODs, go to triplejet.mup forward slash VODs to book any of us three or James Jenkins on Cameo. Go to triplejet.mup forward slash Cameo. And lastly, if you want to buy some sick and cool merch... Like this jacket, like that jacket, like that t-shirt, and not that one. This
3: might still be a Patreon reward. No, it's no, not. it never one. was. The other one was. Yeah. yeah. This one was just
2: on the store once upon a time.
0: You it can was. go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at TripleJumpShop on Twitter for the latest match announcements.
2: Mm. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at ThatPeterAustin and at ScrambledAshton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday being the joint stream plays it. it on Twitch they're all on Twitch uh, Worst Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everyone else Weirdest Games is monthly a week early for patrons the bonus After Dark podcast is fortnightly on Monday for patrons we're just about to record one and the podcast is every Saturday we also do shows all the bloody time there you go yeah, yeah, thanks. yeah. yeah right, I did yeah. miss that why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd appreciate it. It only takes a moment of your time. Uh, a few things out this week, right?
0: Yeah. Hopefully um, May's gaming forecast will have it will be out already. It would have come out yesterday. May Pro's game, gaming forecast. There's lots coming out. Lots of big games. Lots of small games too. So why not check that out? Yeah, if, cool. if, you, if you wouldn't mind.
2: Yes. I would also like to thank Immortals of Avium. You may have seen a few posts uh, going up on uh, the YouTube community tab and also a short this week as well. They were kind enough to sponsor us, which is, you know, good for the channel Mm -hmm. and also... The game actually looks kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, And we're not being paid to say that, but just to be clear, uh, if you want to go watch the short, we'd appreciate it. It would help us out a lot. Why not leave a like? Um, That would also be lovely. Thank you very much. Mm. Mm.
0: There's
3: also a delicious uh, Worst Games Ever Die Hard Vionetta coming out. That will be next week, right? No. Nope.
0: It's It's this week. week. We
2: only just recorded it, There. We did? Wow.
0: You had COVID.
2: You had COVID last week. And you were away the week before. Yeah so yeah so it just so have to be, this turned, around yeah, really to be turned around really quick yeah. oh
3: well good luck, james jenkins <laughs> i didn't realize that was how short it was but yeah it's because yeah. i was off for an extra week yeah mm-hmm. oh man okay good luck good luck james yeah. we'll have to record another one next week just, yeah
2: just to get us back on track yeah right okay
3: cool, well yeah it's coming out it's out <laughs> for patrons for patrons already and it's coming out tomorrow for everyone else um, yes it is yeah yeah Ben's trying. Like, we only just recorded that yeah We did. We did. We did did do
0: that. Ben started to try and trip me up by (laughs) putting incorrect names on the, the spreadsheet that I take that from. To see if I'll put it in and I'll say it out loud, but I got it this week. Yeah, and I you did caught ask it. to be
2: fair because last time it was Cabela's. What was it? Good. You said well, you something about like, dog, dog.
0: sewing, and I was like, "What is that?" And then you went, yeah, it's actually, nothing to do with that." And That's I was actually like, "Not
2: the real name." Cool. But you put it on the running order, and then you asked me yesterday, "Is what? Is it Die Is it really Die Hard I was like, "No, it's not. I'm just, I'm just going to try and try and trick you now." Yeah. Uh, there we are thank you so much for listening slash watching everybody there's just enough time to hear from this week's sponsor before we go
3: hey if you are going out into the wilderness up a rocky hill uh, take a chainsaw with you that's right Campbell the mountain king Mm. fantastic
2: goodbye everybody
0: Bye bye bye